0: Well, once again, I'd just like to say good morning, and we are going to go over the four things that you do need to set up yourself for success, Um, and then I'm going to turn this over to Dec. He has quite a bit to share with you this morning. Guys, the first thing you need is resources. Every week, new, fresh leads. We're not going to beat this. We've gone over it before, but we do want you to know what they are. I encourage you to write them down. I encourage anyone who has never heard this to call and get a refresher after this call. Um, You need a schedule. You need an actual schedule that you're going to work every week Um, We just talked about uh, the trainings that we have available for people uh, Monday through Thursday and also on Saturday morning. That would be part of your schedule, all right? Um, The third thing is uh, activity. Once you've got your schedule, you've got to know what your activity is by tracking your numbers. How many dials did you make? How many people did you talk to? How many appointments did you set? It's that simple. Uh, We don't need to go over the ones that said no. We don't need to hear any of that again, and neither do you.
1: Just cut and dry those three things. Why is that, Connie? I'd like to address that because hearing why somebody didn't buy, we know that a certain percentage of the people aren't interested. They're mad. The wife sent it in. We know that. So Rather than live and dwell on that, oh, we found the one that's not interested next and just move on. Amen. We want
0: to know the ones that you talk to. We want to know if you talk to 27 people and set one appointment, there's a problem. And we need to nip it in the bud to shorten your learning curve. And the fourth thing, the fourth thing that um, this is where Atlas comes in and supplies this for you if you will follow it. And that is the system. There has to be what Dick and I call a method to our madness, okay? <laughs> There's got to be a reason for doing what you do. And when you understand that this is, guys, you're not, this is not for selling. This is a product people are going to use. All right? And so I hope it doesn't take a death claim for you to learn that because a death claim hopefully doesn't come for quite some time in your career. But if you think this is just a way for you to get a paycheck, you need to take a new, fresh look at this. So um, enough said about that. Um, You need resources, a schedule to follow, weekly activity, and a system
1: um, to uh, follow. So, Dick, what did you have for everyone today? Well, I wanted to start off with two things. But the first thing was, because I'm hearing uh, people say, well, I don't know what to say when the people say they've already bought something. And really, that's when, you know, when you take orders in retailing, you take the order, they got the money, they buy the shirt, they buy the slacks, and they move on. But real selling is not that way. When the objection comes up, that's when the selling starts. And I've, so I've been thinking a lot about you know ways to overcome that. And I think a good approach would be say, okay, so you, you've already got something. Now you have a $200,000 mortgage. Did you do like most people and only cover a portion of the 200000 If the answer is yes, and, and guys, most of the time it's going to be, well, now that you have something in place – and saw how easy it was, Would you like to have just a little bit more coverage? you know just in case and see that opens up the opportunity to go in there and make a second sale because the first agent went in, they got the real they almost got the fruit that was on laying on the ground they didn 't get the low hanging fruit they got what was laying on the ground, so now it gives you an opportunity to go in there and make a second sale in most situations, I would not recommend writing more coverage with the carrier they took out the first time. I would do it with a second carrier. If they bought with Mood the first time, I'm probably going to do Forester's. If they bought with AmeriCo, um, and of course, AmeriCo is always going to be the return of premium. You're probably going to have to go back there, but then again, a lot of times they just want a little more and they want to keep that cost down, so you have the opportunity of making a second sale. Um, If they say, no, I'm not interested in getting a little more, I'd say, well, the only reason we suggest a second plan is for the foreclosure protection aspect. See, most people will add a second plan um, to what they have, fewer years to reduce the cost, but still have protection from the foreclosure due to an illness. You know, facing an illness not working for six months to a year would it be important to you to have a lump sum of money that you can live on that would stave off, stave off foreclosure? You know, it, is it going to work every time? No, but the whole goal is if, if we can get two extra sales a week for you by using something like that, or one extra sale a week, guys, that's an extra you 3000 know, three to $4,000 a month in premium. That pays for a lot of leads, and it makes your business profitable. So those are the things that make the difference. You know, where do we go? I interviewed a person this past week. I said, have you ever done any selling? He said, well, I worked at a car wash. And he said, I was really good at upselling. He said, I sold, you know, 30 to 40% more every week when I was working uh, the check-in line than most of the other guys did. And it was because he was good at upselling. Well, that's what this is all about it's offering them something they don't already have. Um, Now, I also wanted to cover the tie-down for those of you that are doing the virtual sale. Now, we have the tie-down for the uh, meeting and greeting in person. That's called the yellow card. And, guys, that does work extremely well for those of you who will practice and get it down. But for the tie-down for the virtual, this is one of the things that I might suggest to you. I say, John, do you have pen and paper handy? And wait till they get it and say yes. Okay. And what time did we say on Thursday we were meeting? Or doing the callback at 4 p.m. Uh, next to the time, please write this down. Remember to ask me about the foreclosure benefits, because most people who get mortgage protection, excuse me, mortgage protection will need the foreclosure benefits long before they need anything else. See, the purpose of our call this afternoon is this. We keep families in their home when the unexpected happens. See, that phrase, if you say it and deliver it with the right cadence, oh, this isn't about some sales, about something. This is about keeping my family in their home if the unexpected happens. It's just a little bit of a hook, and, guys, that's what we do. You know, there's such a tendency on all of our part when we start any sales job is whatever you're selling, this stuff's for selling. No, in this situation here, this stuff is for using. And the whole goal is you won't, but if you do, it's going to impact your life considerably, one way in the positive and another way in the negative if you don't. So at any rate, uh, I wanted to go back today, and and I hope those tie-downs will help you there, but I wanted to go back today and reference the call we had on September 21st. And I mentioned last week that I had gone back and listened to it. And uh, when you go back, take notes and practice what you heard and listen to it over and over again. I did that, and I just realized how how really important that is. Today, I wanted to zero in on another aspect of what we do, and that's simplified issue insurance. And I wanted to cover why it is and how important it is for our clients and why it's important for you and for them. See, but first of all, I wanted to explain kind of what it is and then go through why it's so important to the client. See, if you were the president of your insurance company and you were going to send a check, say for example, you were tied for every policy you wrote. If the person died, you, the agent, were required to send 10 percent of the death benefit. So if they died, you were going to cover10,000 dollars of the death, and the insurance company was going to cover the other 90. You know if you were in that situation, how would you look at the risk for each of the clients? You're going to look at it differently because you got a dog in the fight, you know. So if you had a marathon runner you were selling who was six foot one eighty five, runs five miles a day, four days a week, and then you had another client you were talking to who was six foot, weighed two seventy, <laughs> he eats junk food most of the time, rarely exercises except on Wednesday at the bowling alley, where he eats a whole pizza and drinks a pitcher of beer. Now those are your two clients. You're going to have to cover $10,000 of that death claim if they die. Which one would you want to write? Obviously, the marathon runner. I don't blame you. I would too. So let's take a look at how the insurance company looks at this situation. See, now the marathon runner, they're going to get what we refer to as a preferred rate. And using the example that I put out where you guys can see my four tables, the cost for that marathon runner for this amount of insurance, say, would be $80 a month. Now, the bowler, he's going to start out at a standard rate that's $100 a month standard. After they do the blood work, his rate is going to add probably 25% to it. He's going to be a table A on the rate, on the weight, so that's 25% more. Uh, drinking a pitcher of beer like that, he probably did, it's probably not Wednesday nights the only night he drinks. His liver enzymes are probably going to be slightly elevated. So they're probably going to add another 25% taking him to a table B. That's now 50% more. So now um, we look at, um, you know, maybe some cholesterol and um, all that junk food. Every one of these events in his life, If they qualify for a rating, and if you're the guy paying out the $10,000, you're getting part of the premium here, but you're also going to get part of the death benefit. You want that premium to be a little higher to protect your $10,000 from coming out of your checking account. So for every table it goes up. Now, type 2 diabetes with most carriers, guys, is a table 3 or a 75% rating. Now. Usually when they do the blood work on it, on this bowler, they're going to find all kinds of things in there that, you know, he may or may not know he's got, or definitely probably not excited about knowing, that are going to cause him, you know, he's probably got a blood pressure problem, a cholesterol problem. Well, the point of this whole thing is, is our Simplified Issue products, guys, are designed and they're priced to accept that risk because they know they're going to have some people that would really qualify for a standard rate at the $100. The, the four-table product that we have is only priced about 25 to 30% higher than standard, but the company is taking a lot of risk because they're not doing the blood work. See, this is really important for middle America for a couple of reasons. One, most of our clients fall into a table B to a table D category. How many people have you written or have you talked to aren't at least 30 pounds overweight? Not many. With 30 pounds being overweight, if you stick them with a needle, there's probably a cholesterol and a blood pressure problem there too. So these are things that these products were designed to take that so you're not cheating anybody, you're helping the client. The other thing of it is look how much more convenient it is for the, for the client. You know usually these things are issued in you know twenty four to forty eight hours, so that's a big deal. they've got coverage right away, and you did not put the client at risk now. If you can learn how to explain that and and the results of what an insurance exam will do, see what what the simplified issue product does is they're going to look at the application first to see if that's an order and guys if they're One pound over the maximum height and weight, it's an automatic decline. They don't go any further. That's the first thing they look at. Um, And frankly, the insurance companies aren't stupid. They realize that if somebody says the maximum weight is 260 and you put down 258, they realize most people are five to seven pounds over that. They're probably going to challenge it. So take a look at your height and weight charts because it is important. The next thing they're going to do is look at their MIB. Now, their MIB will not tell what their weight is, but if there's an issue with a the weight, there will be a code in there that they have a weight issue. Well, that coupled with you being close, that's probably going to be a decline. So keep that in mind. They're also going to follow up uh, with a pharmacy report. So if they told you they're not on any meds, but they're on three blood pressure meds, See, the blood pressure is not well controlled. So these are all things that come in to play here. So be aware. Now, why is this such a big deal for you? Well, you know, a lot of our clients, if they took an insurance exam with a carrier, just pick one, it doesn't matter, they would be rated or declined. Now you can go in and you can write them with one of those carriers, but you're cha- you're transferring the risk for the from the company over to the client. Why would you want to do that? Hey, you know these products were priced to accept those risks. Why take the chance on putting your client in a bad position? Now the reason I bring that up is, 98% of the agents in America, most of them don't have simplified issue, and the few that do don't understand the value and the benefits of it. So when you go in, you can go either way. If you've got that marathon runner and they have a half-million-dollar mortgage, you can write them something fully underwritten. That marathon runner has got a really good chance of being approved. But if we try to write everybody we talk to on a fully underwritten case, quote, to save them some money, at least 50% of them will be rated higher than the standard rates you quoted them or declined. So that's where the simplified issue comes in as such a valuable asset, it's such a valuable tool for you. I wrote a case last week. I feel like the people could have qualified at least for standard or maybe even preferred, but they did not want to do the exam for fear that if they found something, it would be broadcast to every life insurance company through the nation. So you as an agent have a huge advantage here because you can go both ways. And if you present this right, you're presenting this so it's in their best interest, not yours. Like, I don't have I don't care which way you go. I just want you to know the risk involved in doing blood work and the benefits involved in not doing the blood work. So this is part of where you have a huge advantage over other insurance agents in the industry. Now, our method allows us to sell the value for whichever product is best for the client. Marathon runner will do a simplified issue if you want, let the company take all the risk. Occasionally, one of them will say, no, I don't want to take the risk. But you also have the benefit of being able to show them where they can save that money. Now, Part of the reason I'm, I'm hammering this so hard with you today is if we don't address the elephant in the room, guys, these people are getting called by a lot of different agents, some of whom do not sell simplified issue. So if you haven't warned them of the risk of doing the blood work, what are they going to do when that other agent comes in? First thing they're going to do is rewrite it take the exam thinking they're going to save the money. They're going to cancel your policy before that other exam was completed because they think you ripped them off or charged them too much. Now, if the exam comes back and they're rated or declined, they're not going to call you up and say, oh, I made a mistake. Can I get that policy back? Because they're embarrassed that they got hoodwinked. But more importantly, if they got rated or declined, now they can't qualify for what you sold them. So it's our job to understand this well enough, not to belabor the point, but just understand it well enough that we explain what the risk involved is and the benefit and the value of what you've got. See, now you have the knowledge. Now, it's your job to simplify this down. I've given you a lot of information today, but it's your job to simplify it down to four or five bullet points so that you can let them understand what they actually have. See, with no exam, the company takes all the risk. That's one bullet point. With an exam, the client takes all the risk, and whatever is found will be entered in the national database called an MIB. And the question really boils down to this, Mr. and Mr. Jones, who do you want to take the risk? See, that's taking all that information I just gave you, distilling it down into three or four bullet points so that we really, guys, if you understand the value of what I just shared with you this morning, if you do a really good job of this, you're taking price off the table. You know, we have some families that prices is, is everything. That's why I always show return of premium. Because that puts enough mud in the water that they stop thinking about price because they see more value in the return of premium. Oh, I didn't think I was going to use this anyway. I can have the coverage. I can have my cake and eat it too. I can have the coverage and get all my money back. I'm in because price now doesn't become the issue. You all have heard the story of the agent a number of years ago that I went to see. Without the money back for a 20-year term, it was $99 a month for a 20-year term. With the money back, it was $234 a month. When he sees the $99, he went ballistic. Ah, that's too expensive. I would never pay that. I can't afford that. That's ridiculous. And I said, well, the company requires I show you the money back plan because the letter we sent you said you got it. I showed him the $234 a month and showed him I think it was $48,000 he was getting back. And I said, this one here, if you're kind enough not to dial us, we're going to send you a check for this amount here. And he said, do you mean if I pay the $234, I get all that back? Now, just remember 30 seconds ago, he's railing on me because $99 a month was too much. He says, well, I can do that. Now, that wasn't because I was such a good salesperson there. It was because I took the time to do the work, and he could see the value in that money. First thing in his mind was the reason the 99 a month was too much. He wasn't going to die. Because if he thought there was any chance he was going to die, guys, he would have bought that $99 a month. But he didn't see the value in it because in his mind, he wasn't going to die. When he sees the 234, he's thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to die. I've got the coverage. It's a forced savings plan. I'm getting all this money back. There was more value to that. So when people say, you know, all I showed them was the return of premium, I want to jump off a bridge. Or if they say I didn't show them the money back because it was $300 a month, I want to jump off a bridge because I wrote a case a number of years after that for $621 a month, 20-year return of premium. She was thrilled she's getting all that money back. And you know what? It's only going to be about another seven or eight years and she gets all that money back. So they, she saw the value in the return of premium way greater than just having the coverage without the return of premium.